Hi folks, welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GMless tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at FTLcast and we also have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FTLcast. Today, as I switch over, tabs. We are playing <laughs> Uneven Orbits by Luke Jordan uh, at Games from the Wildwood. For those of you that are new to the game, here are the basics. Space. The vast empty dark. Unending. Uncaring. A tapestry of endless black so vast the countless worlds and moons are but lonely islands floating small and fragile in the void. And strung between the islands, precious as jewels and tiny as dust, the ships that connect them. When humans finally fled the dying earth, they left in their millions, crowded on seed ships, each big as a moon and ready to populate a whole new world. They fled to finally learn that the old words were true. They were not alone. Now humanity is but one species among many in the cosmic harmony, an alliance of all the Milky Way's friendly, interested sentience. The harmony species, robot and alien, AI and clone, are foreign to one another, children of worlds and histories separated by unmappable distance. But even without maps, they make it work. And with patience, kindness, and the loneliness of the empty dark, they may make something more. This is a one-page, GMless roleplay game about a crew, a ship, and an uncertain journey which brings them close, or perhaps tears them apart. I'm Jade, and you can find me at jadeoxfordrose on Twitter, and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today, we have... I'm Dora, um, and you can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora, and you can find the games that I've written at harpydora.itch.io, and my pronouns are they, them. Uh, I'm Kales. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Citadel of Swords. You can find finds finds. You can finds. <laughs> no, I'm leaving that one as is. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'll leave it in. <laughs> you can find the games that I write at Citadel of Swords. Itch.io. At the point that I mean, it's going to be a bit after this episode comes out, but at the point that this episode is out, you can actually get my game Memoria. Um, it'll finally be out. Um, thank fucking God. <laughs> it's been, it's been a long journey, but you can get that on my, on my itch. My pronouns are they, them, I guess. I guess. My name is Mab. You can find me on Twitter at Little Lady Mab. You can find my games over at Sunshine Paladin on Twitter, and this should still be going up while the video jam, game jam is still going. If you are listening to this after November, check out my Twitter. I'll have a moment up, hopefully, of all of the games, but otherwise... Go make a game based on your favorite, you know, RPG. It'll be cool. And my pronouns are she, her. Our lines, things we absolutely do not want to see are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence and unwanted pregnancy. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will just fade to black on, are steamy situations and graphic descriptions of bodily harm. Now that we've got all that, let's get started.
So uh, we've all because of who we are as people, we've done most of the prep, getting our characters ready. So what we're going to do um, is rattle through uh, who we're playing today. Um, as per the text, every crewmate has a job, a species, a need, boundaries, a longing. And uh, we'll go through those and then we'll get into the stuff that I'm sure you're all here for is the relationships and how they're presented in uneven orbits. It's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, let's uh, rattle through who we're playing. All right. Um, I'm going to be playing Sol Hawk. Um, her pronouns are she, her, and her crew job is muscle. Uh, her species is human. Her need is, um, I need to not have the rug ripped out from under me again. Uh, her boundary is, do not come looking for me when I don't want to be found. Uh, her longing is, I wish I had someone to help make sense of things. Um, her look is olive complexion, bleached blonde hair, dark eyes, and she looks vaguely like Gina Carano in uh, Deadpool. And uh, her personality is angry and a bit self-destructive, protective of those that she cares about, and she doesn't trust easily. Angsty McMahon pain, but a lady. I like just noticed that you didn't write it down. I'm like, is this a character development? Who is she? <laughs> <laughs> she's she's had to do some soul searching. She soul searching. <laughs> oh. I did not do that on purpose. Somebody uh -huh. somewhere is very proud of me. I'm, really I'm proud of you. Really that was incredible. The best puns are the accidental ones. Well, you want to know what? You want to know what? She can't exactly say all my family is dead anymore. I mean, she can, but it would be really rude. That was kind of my, <laughs> that was kind of my point. But anyway. Meryl voice, stop saying that I'm dead. Sometimes <laughs> I can still hear her voice. You can, because she's here. Um, I'm going to be playing Meryl Whitmer. Um, her crew job is five question marks, extra hands? Because she's like mostly a smuggler. She doesn't really have any other skills than that. Her species is human because human with a question mark. There's a lot of question marks here um, because I don't actually know. And I don't like, I don't know. I got to think about that a little bit. Like, what does she look like in this universe? Um, her needs. She has two needs. Um, her first need is I need to remember how to be human again and not just a runaway. And her second need is I need to make up for all the mistakes I've made since I left the people that I care about behind. You'll hear more about that in a second. Um, her boundary is do not talk about me as though I can't hear you. Her longing is I wish I had someone to hold my hand and tell me I did okay. Her look is she has dark skin, brightly dyed hair fading to a natural black at the roots because she hasn't had a chance to re-dye it. And she's got really bright, I mean, she's just like got like really like, you know in anime when they put stars in the eyes of the characters? That's what her eyes look like all the time, pretty much. And her face claim is Tessa Thompson, specifically in Sorry to Bother You, which I still have not seen. But she just looks so good in that movie. I had to. And her personality is loyal to a fault, impulsive to a fault, loud and loving and trying so, so hard. Poor sweet child. My my perfect daughter. I'll be playing everyone's favorite, Kerrigan Kestrel, a.k.a. Carrie. Her crew job is actually the captain slash pilot because they're on her ship. Her species is human. Her need is I need them to trust me if we're going to make it through this safely. Her boundaries are do not demean my capabilities and do not test the limits of my patience. And her longing is I wish there was someone I could let my guard down around. 
I see someone clicking on the hyperlink that I added. (laughs) (laughs) I just needed to go look at her again. Her look is long blonde hair, dark eyelashes, very blue eyes. I was just reading Siege and Storm from the Grisha trilogy, and there was a line that Alina uses to reference Zoya and that her eyes are the disgustingly long-lashed blue gems, and I went, oh, this is perfect for Carrie. And fair skin, high femme, and everyone's clicking on the this that I had linked, and it's just one random picture from Pinterest that encapsulates her perfectly. Personality is head bitch in charge and is probably better than you and knows it. Oh, I love her so much. I'm going to hate her so much by the end of this game again, but right now I still love her. Yeah. Um, Before I introduce my character, as we have, as the uh, sheet of the game dictates the, asks what the ship is and the ship's name, if it has one, as it's Kerry's ship, Mab, did you want to just go over that sure uh officially the ship has no quote-unquote name beyond the model and different registration codes for various ports and controlled areas of space so whenever she pulls into such as this a space pirate port or into somewhere that is not strictly unisol territory she doesn't come around waving this bright shiny unisol flag on her ship but unofficially carrie has nicknamed the ai on the ship davenport the type of work that it does is Technically speaking, diplomacy and politics. Um, And finally, as you may have guessed, uh, given by who else is playing, uh, I am returning with Max Valera. Her job is engineer slash mechanic. That species is human. Her needs are I need to have some control of the tech around me and be able to interact with it. And I need space to be alone to process to deal with things. My boundary is do not question my sleep habits and coping methods. My longing is I need someone I can trust to take control of things so I don't have to be. Her look is tan skin, short dark brown hair with an undercut, normally pulled up into a little ponytail. Uh, Is pierced a number of times, eyebrow always pierced. Dark eyes, almost always seen in overalls and uh, tank top. And solid work boots, uh, and has a metal leg brace. Face claim is Gina Rodriguez in Annihilation. You're welcome. (laughs) Personality is sharp in every sense of the word, possesses an excess of energy and a shortage of fucks to give. And never sleeps. uh, Sleep is for the week. Sleep Uh, is for the week. And now, what I love, this isn't, this is one of the more interesting takes on relationships that I've seen, um, in like setup for a game is you have to choose one crewmate you're comfortable with work with the player to figure out why and you choose one or two crewmates who you dislike or resent and it gives you like a list of uh, questions as to why that might be the case it's not just a personality clash per se and for all of the other characters you have to sort of have a starting opinion of them and that can change as the uh Game goes on, and I really appreciate how it says in the text, it's okay if this is shallow, reductive, or biased. It's very good. That is is how it'd be. The nice thing is, since there's four of us, each of us have picked one crewmate we're comfortable with, two that we dislike and resent, and we have statements for all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's uh, roll back up to the top of the document and rattle through. So um, the crewmate that uh, Sol is comfortable with is Max. And uh, her opinion of Max is, when shit hits the fan, at least I can count on her. The crewmates that she, it's more on the resentful 
side of things. Uh, so the the crewmates she she kind of resents are Meryl and Carrie. Um, her opinion of Meryl is uh, she let me think she was dead for fuck's sake, and she expects me to just forget about that. And Carrie is uh, how the fuck am I supposed to trust her now that I know she's with Unisol? Yeehaw. <laughs> Um, the crewmate that Meryl is comfortable with is Carrie, and the only thing that I have here, and I think this summarizes it, is somehow. Question mark. Um, and because I don't think, one, I don't think Meryl is really capable of resenting anyone on the crew, and two, she knows that she has, like, full reason that there's, like, full reason for them to both be, like, resentful of her, so she's just massively uncomfortable with them. Um, is uh, Max and Saul. Uh, and what I have for Max is, I need to be forgiven, but I don't know how to be. And so, for Saul is, I need her to understand I did everything for her. Because Meryl is Saul's sister and faked her death to try and keep Saul safe. <laughs> and then didn't, and then let Saul think that she was dead for like five or six years. As you Yay. do. As you do. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, for Carrie, the crewmate she is most comfortable with is Meryl. And the reason is I at least know where I stand with her, even if it is a little tense. And the crewmates that she yeah, dislikes slash resents slash is uncomfortable with is Soul, because I thought we were getting close, but we haven't really spoken after I was arrested by Kuiper, and I don't know if she'll really believe my innocence. And Max, because I know she blames me for the downfall of the bastard, and I don't know if I'll ever be redeemable in her eyes. Uh, Max, the crewmate uh, she's comfortable with, is Sol, and the opinion of her is, uh, Sol is blunt and laughably easy to read, but dependable. I know where we stand. And the crewmates I dislike or resent, uh, surprising no one, um, are Meryl and Carrie. Uh, for Meryl, is a, I know her best of all, but I don't know how to feel about her anymore. Everything is messed up. And for Carrie, it's smart enough to be dangerous and a known liar. It's hard to trust her. We've got a recap. Before we dive into um, Uneven Orbits, uh, there's a recap that I'm not going to read. I'm going to make somebody else read because somebody went to the effort of writing it. Uh, so here's a recap. For uh, the Kingdom Games, in case you don't really want to go back and listen to all, what, three hours of that content, which, like, totally get that shit. Um, so here's a recap. Once upon a time, a hive of scum and villainy named the Bastion, or as you heard before, the Bastard, depending on the day, floated in space. Everything was going great for Max, Kuiper, and Saul after a mutiny against a corrupt leadership left them all in great positions to profit. So everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked, or with the arrival of Carrie and Merrill. Carrie, as it turned out, was an undercover operative for the, uni for the Unified Solar Fleet, the enforcers of the law in space, and Merrill, as it turned out, was a ghost from several people's pasts. Word of a leak destabilized things, and the Bastion ended up tearing itself apart. Kuiper fled the station with Kyote, a different ghost from the past, and you can hear that in a game of Starcross that we're going to post somewhere, um, which left Max, Sol, and Carrie, Max, Sol, Carrie, and Meryl to find their own ways. And then beneath it all, I just wrote the word Gorls, which was the only word on this doc for the very long time. Yeah, it was like two weeks where it was just like Gorls. <laughs> just so you all know. And that was it. What else is there to say about it but Gorls? Gorls. Okay, uh, so you know the characters and you know where they're currently standing with each other. So 
with crew and characters created and their relationships worked out, the voyage begins. The game is played in rounds. Each represents a month or more in the story and takes about 15 to 25 minutes to play. Ha! Ha ha ha! Uh, Each round has a player who leads it. The role of lead player passes around the table clockwise, starting with whoever last flew in a plane. Which, given all of our, uh, all all the drama that went down at, not drama, but like everything that happened at FlameCon. Saying drama went down at FlameCon was not, not what happened. No, FlameCon itself was fine. Getting out of FlameCon. What happened in the Newark airport during a thunderstorm? (laughs) We do not speak about the hell. Mm. We're just going to say that it was Dora. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Dora's going to kick us off. Uh, play will pass around the table at least once. Everybody gets to lead around. Uh, the idea is that this journey, because, you know, space is really, really big. Um, the idea is that this voyage takes about a year. So, yeah, that's fun. So, but yeah, round one. Uh, so uh, when it's your turn to lead around, follow these steps. First, uh, determine what crisis arrives, uh, arises this month. Um, then answer the questions associated with the crisis and describe what it looks like. Uh, set the scene, add details, and show the difficulty and intensity of events. Third, the other players take turns showing their responses to the crisis. Fourth, uh, set a scene together of the crew at rest. And if uh, someone last, if someone surprised you during the crisis, strike out your old opinion of them and write a new one. I don't have a set a crisis that I specifically want to do, so I'm going to roll on the table. I love that it provides you a table. Yeah, there's a there's a table of rolls, um, a table of crises, and you can either roll for it or you can choose one, depending on what you want your flavor of angst to be. I'm just adding a thing under everybody's character in the G-Doc for memories. Is there a thing that can be generated through play? Crucial supplies on the ship run short or run out. Um, Good one to start with. Good one to start with. Uh, Can we also impose the rule for folks who are rolling that, like, if you're not interested in a crisis, you can just roll again because who cares? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do we want to start with that one? As it's the beginning I of mean, the journey. Because it also would kind of make sense. It wasn't a ship that was stocked for four people. And we That's are true. kind of literally jumping ship. Uh, we're like the last few people leaving the Bastion yeah. at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Because Max refuses to leave. The captain, quote unquote, must go down with the ship. Or in this case, the lead engineer will see it to die unless she does first. And, um, and then, you know, so Carrie just kind of like going like, okay, no, we're literally getting onto my ship and we're leaving. And so it, you know, it makes sense that, you know, crucial supplies is literally anything because she was stocked for herself and then maybe herself for a return trip or to a shorter port of call nearby afterward. Um, and then who knows who might've ransacked the ship? Not that she would have left it unlocked, but you know, it's a bunch of pirates. It's a hive of scum and villainy. Someone might have gotten in. Yeah. So the the two questions that are associated with this crisis are uh, who can get more and whose needs are endangered by the shortage. Um. Well, first of all, I think one of the questions that we probably should have addressed at the top was... Um, 
And like I brought it up a little bit in the idea of where are they going or do they just start sailing? Oh, we talked about this, didn't we? Out in the in the meta space. We talked about it in meta space. In, in, within the context of space, huh? And um, well, because Car- Carrie is the one who kind of encouraged them to get all out, right? Yes. So, so is she trying to bring them somewhere specific? She will present them the offer that she will take them wherever they want to go. Or they're going to where she was headed next after she was going to leave the Bastion. And she gives you, she's like, well, I'm going to head there so we can restock. And you have until then to decide what you want to do next. Oh, that's, that's interesting. I mean, because we can have the conversation in character about where the final destination for these yeah. people is, at least for now, because that'd Cause... actually be quite a fun thing to talk out. And we can do it that... in the we can do it in the crew at rest scene, TBH. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we'll all be together, so we yeah. can save that. We can do the crisis of the supplies running out, and then a scene of us trying to figure out where to go. Yeah, mm. and like I think it does. Like it does work for pushing on Carrie's need, which is like, just trust me to lead you here. Also, because everyone's like, what do you mean you can pilot a ship? Um, but, uh, and then a little bit, I think, on to to Meryl's with like, needing to remember how to not just be a runaway. Um, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Also, full disclosure, Carrie just went to Max and said, yes, you can be the engineer. I don't want to take this from you because then you'll just gripe the entire way. Please, just have at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that's just giving, funny i'm giving my microphone a shit um a shitty look i know you can't see it Matt, but it's very much the look that Matt would feel give it carry in that oh good i'm so glad it should be palpable yeah <laughs> so who can get more is it carry but they need to get somewhere first probably they need to get to yeah. that first port and they also need to trust her that she's not going to turn them in or whatever they think she's going to do because she's unisol. Yeah, I think <clears throat> Yeah, I think that sounds good. I definitely think that more of the issue of like the 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 fact that it brings up the whole like we have to decide where we're going like now thing hits Meryl's need more than the running out of supplies part. It's like, oh, I thought we were going to have more time to figure out where we were going to go. I thought I was going to have time to make everything right before we had to figure that out. Because, like, Meryl's whole deal right now is that she's basically just going to go wherever her sister and Max go. Um, if they'll let her. Um, so she's like, but, I, but wait, I don't want to... It's not my job to figure this out. I was supposed to repair things first. and So it's a whole thing. It's a nice little trigger to just push. Mm. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Carrie. Uh, yeah. It's not my fault. It's the dice that Dora rolled. It's, it's never mm-hmm. your fault. The digital it, dice in our chat. Okay, so yeah. Uh, you want to set the scene, add details, and show the difficulty and intensity of events. Like, we know we've got to get to this port, but... Yeah, we've definitely got to get to the port. I was wondering if it would be worthwhile to have a scene exploring, you know, the initial reactions to when we discover that the supplies aren't going to get us very far. Hell yeah. 
I like that. That could be like the soul scene, if you want. And then we do the round and then the group scene at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sweet. Sounds good. I've been awake for too long for me to be having this many problems coming up with with ideas. Well, um, it's Sol and, it's got to be Sol and Carrie, right? The others yeah. can be there. But... Oh, while, while Dora thinks about this, uh, Mab, did you want to establish some details about this ship? How big it is? What sort of space we're living in for this oh, yeah, sure. possibly year-long trip? Yeah, so I considered being mean and cutting down the number of rooms by one, but then I decided it's Carrie. She still travels in luxury, so there's enough rooms for everybody. Um, so uh, as far as I'm like, I don't know what spaceship, um, but as far as like the design looks in my head is that there is kind of a core central area like in the middle and there is like the, the common room sort of thing attached to a little kitchenette type of thing. Um, in front of that would be the flight deck, uh, where she spend some time mostly to get away from everyone else and then also to monitor how the ship is going uh, behind the the general area there is like a little hallway there's two rooms on either side and then in the back there is the bathroom and storage area this feels like a very scaled down version of the serenity and i'm very yep. happy about it because yep. fuck you joss whedon your ship is ours now and it's yeah, full of guess what? Full of gays. gays. It's full of gays. <laughs> Fuck you, Joss Whedon. It's full of gay ladies. It's full of gay mm -hmm. ladies. We're gonna be fraught. Um, but yeah, so it's it's pretty small. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like picturing the serenity in my head, and I was like, well, it is not nearly that big enough because they don't do uh, smuggling mm. or cargo or passengers runs or anything like that. It is still technically a political ship she is still a politician technically um you guys don't know you don't know her backstory and uh but it is a very like sleek ship as far as things are concerned it is very you can tell that it is a fancy one even if it does look very pared down what's the color scheme in scott's side is it like very is it like very next generation palette? Is it like much lighter and shinier? Is it more like the Serenity? It's more like very rusty looking in no. tones. Like what? what what's this the is you carry? Why would Carrie, it be rusty? rusty? It's clean I'm, and shiny. It's very examples. neutral palette. Um, mm -hmm. It's like you know that kind of like sleek space type of feel. It. It's perfect. Yeah, it's Max Carrie's. hates it. It Max yep. hates it. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yep, perfect. That's all I needed. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. It's very good. It's very good. Uh -huh. I think this is probably within like the first couple of days after after they've left, and and Saul is just taking inventory of what they've got, and she takes inventory. She looks at the numbers. She takes inventory again. She looks at the numbers. Oh, Saul, that's not going to make a change at all. Yeah, I I almost want to say that she gets Max to come and, and take inventory with her one yeah, last time. Mm -hmm. And like, I still want I still want Saul to talk to Carrie, but I feel like it's Carrie would definitely not be the first person that she goes to with this. Mm -hmm. Um. And so she just kind of like pull Max aside and be like, I don't, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm never, 
I've never been a quartermaster before. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but can, can you take a look at this? And she holds up the, the manifest of all of the, the inventory of, of supplies that they've got and kind of like gives it to Max. Max just sort of like flicks through it. Like Max has never been a quartermaster either. It's not her particular skill set. Just sort of looks over it and expression gets even more dour than it did before. Uh, it was not, I don't think Max has smiled since they got on here. Uh, probably didn't smile, hasn't smiled for quite a long chunk of time before that either. And it's just like, yeah, no, that is nowhere near enough. I mean, the the tech's fine. Like, I'm not worried about us running out of like air or water or f- probably not even fuel with the tech that this place has. I'll give it to Kershaw. Her ship is efficient, if nothing else. But that is not enough food. Not for four. Not for how long this is going to take. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> You should possibly talk to her rather than me about this. Soul voice. I don't want to, though. (laughs) Can't someone else do it? What if I dot 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 didn't? But what if (laughs) I died instead? (laughs) And, And Max can kind of like see that those thoughts pass over Soul's face. Um before finally she like for the sake of this let's say it's like a paper manifest she like crumples up the paper manifest and shoves it into one pocket and it's just like yeah guess uh guess someone should talk to kestrel she thinks i hate her so she'll take it really personally i mean she won't care but you know she'll act like she doesn't care she does that I'm gonna go poke something <laughs> good luck thanks and, and that's sorry mm-hmm. go ahead I was gonna say I think Max just like glares at one of the interfaces with the ship's AI that's like flashed up with like a smiley face or whatever because Max said something nice and Mab said it in the channel where in our text chat and it made me laugh and she just like flips the bird at the like little interface with the ship's AI and keeps walking (laughs) don't worry they've got time to get to know each other better right now Max (laughs) is just dealing with it yeah who knows the crises might pop up that involves it I find it fascinating that Carrie is so convinced that she thinks Max hates her (laughs) (laughs) really interesting and fun but yes that's what I've got yeah so Saul definitely goes and finds Carrie after a little bit of hemming and hawing. Like, like I feel like she goes and she goes through the stores one last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before... It doesn't just go over the manifest, like goes and counts boxes. Yeah. Before she finds Carrie. And where where would she find Carrie? Carrie spends most of her time just holed away in the flight deck uh, in her chair her captain's chair uh just not quite 
sulking because she's too dignified to sulk, but she's very business mode. Yeah. There's there's a knock on the door. I'm assuming the door is closed. Yeah, but I think it opens when the AI will just open it for you when you're approaching or after you knock. Okay. I definitely don't go in for go in at first like it's just like soul awkwardly clearing her throat. Um and then it's just like Castrol Hawk are you gonna I, uh, s- go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just say, are you just gonna stand there? Soul like has both hands in her pockets and just sort of shuffles forward. Um and it's it's probably the most uncomfortable that Carrie's ever seen her. Um and she pulls out the paper manifest, which is crumpled by now and and definitely barely legible and she's just like we got a problem you're defacing paper products soul just like glares and it's like that's you know that's not what i'm talking about no but i'm gonna need you to be straightforward with me listen i we don't we don't have enough supplies to get us much of anywhere. I'm I'm not a quartermaster, never never been much for that kind of thing, but I got eyes, I can count. Congratulations. <laughs> God fucking damn it, Carrie. Listen, I'm I'm trying to be cordial here. I'm trying to let you know that we got a problem, but if if you want to just have us all starve in space, I wish you would have said so before we got on this ship with you. So I at least we could have done it. I would have let you starve of oxygen deprivation by leaving you on the bastion. But no, you're here and you're now part of my tiny, tiny little crew. So I do have some responsibility for you, and that includes feeding you. Didn't have time to take stock before we left, so I'm not surprised. Well, I took stock, and now we know. What are we going to do about it? There's a a non-unisol-related station nearby, if it makes you feel better. We can stop by there. Sol looks kind of suspicious, and it's just like, she doesn't she doesn't actually ask how do I know I can trust you but you know that's the vibe that she's giving off when she says convenient Carrie just like rolls her eyes so hard you can feel it and says I'm not going to go into this fucking blind hawk I know where I'm going and I know all the stations around here where I can either disappear in a way that isn't unisol, or I know where I can go when I need to be among my own kind, or whatever you want to fucking call it. There are stations nearby that aren't associated. We're on the ass end of unisol space. Don't think that everyone here just has the sun flag because you see... Ugh. 
whatever, what the fuck ever. All right, we're going. I'll put in the coordinates. Thank you right. for the notification. I don't think Soul says anything else. I think I think she just kind of like leaves. Yep. Madly leaves. Yeah. <laughs> like she doesn't there's not a door to slam or anything, but if there were a door to slam, she'd slam the door behind her. <laughs> the AI, the AI closes the door gently behind her. <laughs> yeah, like the hit the hiss of an automatic door behind you, just like, oh, that'd make me so much worse. Yeah. Yeah. Very clearly now cutting you out of this space. Goodbye. Okay, so who's next? Who wants to uh, reply? To well, I suppose it's uh, Meryl. It's technically me. I don't know what I'm doing. Exactly. It's probably a solo scene. But I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe it's... I don't know. Hmm. If you want to talk like, at the AI, I'll give you emoji in the chat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know for later. Yes. Because I would love to do that later. Yep. Um, I, It might honestly just be a scene of Meryl, like, not knowing what she's doing. <laughs> but, like, trying to do something. <laughs> she could just be, like, rifling around in boxes, thinking maybe she'll find something in them. Something to do. Something to do, something to eat. She's getting hangry. Yeah, honestly. Hanxious? Hungry, anxious? Nah, hangry, probably. Okay. Meryl <laughs> seems like the kind of kind of kid who'd get hangry. I mean, she's me and I get hangry, so. Valid. Does that mean it's me now? Yee. Okay. Um, so I think, I think Carrie will call in Meryl to come sit with her for a moment in the flight Great. deck. Yeah, alright, fine. <laughs> she gets a little text pop up from the AI, just like on one of the, so, the readouts nearby. And she's just like... So she doesn't... Sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, so she doesn't just get the AI to open the door, lean back in her chair, just be like, Meryl! <laughs> she's too dignified for that. I know, but the visual was very good. You said, <laughs> like, really call good. Meryl in. Just like, <laughs> Meryl, my office, please. That emoji is how is Meryl's response. <laughs> Line face. <laughs> yeah, there's a little a little text pop up on one of the interfaces nearby, just saying, Captain Kestrel would like to speak with you. Meryl sends back the face, but she goes anyway. <laughs> So Carrie will just look up when she enters and just says, well, I'd say pull up a seat, but there is one other chair, so you don't really have to pull it up anywhere. If you'd like to sit, you can. Okay. She will. I'm a little disappointed with you, Meryl. <laughs> Not in like... Like a disapproving authority figure, of course. But Meryl looks into the camera like she's in the office. <laughs> which is what I just did. So I need y'all to know. I don't know what you thought you would get out of that stunt you pulled. I don't know either. Also, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yes, you do. 
No, I really don't. You come in to my office just yelling about me being Unisol and me being the one who's at fault. And it's half true. I am Unisol. But, like, did you know my office was bugged when you were saying that? I don't remember. Did Meryl know that the office she was did. bugged when she said that? Oh, she yeah. Did. Oh, yeah. It was Max, speaking to Max my lapel time. flower. Yeah. We were joking about. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry, y'all. I did not re-listen to ARC 11. Valid. I might have had an idea. Did you honestly think that I was the one causing the leak? Or did you just want to, like, fuck with me some more? Just, you know, swan in and ruin things? Again. Yes and no. We're going to be stopping at a nearby port station. And we're going to take on supplies. Are you going to run away again? Are you going to face these consequences? Because all of this really is the result of your actions. You think I don't know that? Good. I'm glad. I was a little uncertain at first. Well, now you can be extremely fucking certain. I always love to be extremely fucking certain, Meryl. I don't like being caught by surprise, and I don't like it when those surprises are wrong. And I get caught up in the crossfire of someone else's paranoia and mistakes. So just make sure you keep that a little on the DL, at least until we reach the station. Because right now, we already have one crisis. And that is, I have to make sure you all can eat until we reach the station. So don't go spreading false rumors again, okay? Don't worry, I have nothing to say about you. Oh, good. You can go. Thanks, I will, and she leaves. Jesus Christ, ma'am. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I told you. over here like finger snaps. <laughs> Carrie has it. been stewing in my head this last week. So. Remember when I said I loved Carrie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't even Fuck last you. this long. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Way to bring back all the guilt that I felt after. I just had to make sure that we were all in the same headspace together. Yeah. Dancer emoji. (laughs) How long is the journey from where this discovery was, like a couple of days out from the Bastion to this other station? We're talking like a week? Are we talking two weeks? Theoretically, a month. That's how long the round takes. Also, space is big. Space is big. Question is, um, is this because Carrie's drive isn't, or Carrie's, um, Carrie's ship isn't fitted with an FTL drive? <laughs> I don't know how common follow the leader drives are. <laughs> Thanks, Dora. <laughs> we were all thinking it. Serious questions. <laughs> no, I like, I missed I the first letter. And I'm not... like, what's it? I'm like, TL drive. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> nope. I got it. The, <laughs> the implication I get from the setting is that there isn't faster than light travel because of how long journeys take to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And like, so it, it's like there isn't because this is still like the Milky Way. It's like things maybe can go fast, but they can't go. Yeah, and then also it fast. is a very it's a it's a not a shuttle, but it is a small ship. Um, yeah, so. So not the I mean, for, I don't like, know. Carrie engines. could afford a small ship with an FTL drive. Like, whatever. She could. She could probably, you know, throw something together if she wanted to. But she doesn't quite have the utilities at her disposal right now. Extremely fair. Okay. Um, I'm going to open this up to whoever wants to be in the same. I've been okay. causing enough ruckus. I'll hold off. <laughs> Okay. Um and I think this is a scene of just like Max in the common area during the night time and big old air quotes around that. And um is just making herself like coffee or whatever the equivalent they've got left is. Oh, um. I had a great idea. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Oh, as I said, this is midnight. So this is like because of who I am. This is like Max in like boxes and a tank top. Of course. Yep. I'm giving the people what they want. It's true. <laughs> you are. Uh, so the leg brace isn't on. So I imagine you can see all the scarring from the accident. That is why Max wears one. So that's fun. That's. Yay! Fuck. Because I think the thing is, I don't know if she's going to say anything, but I think the thing is is that um, Meryl can't sleep because she keeps thinking about what Carrie said to her and she's upset about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because she knows Carrie's right. Yeah. Um. So she goes down to the kitchen to see if there's anything. Well, was I, as this goes on, uh, having just re-listened to Arc 11, the only scene that Max and Meryl have together is the one where they talk. That's the it. They didn't have another scene together. Oh my god, what? Yeah. That's true. <sighs> I forgot. I forgot that the only, the, the other scene that we did never happened on screen. No, and it kind of is now AU because the things have gone differently. Yeah, so things I... have gone differently. So that never happened. Oh, jeez. Oh, fuck. That never mm-hmm. happened. Nope. Yikes. Um, nope. Jackals maniacally. Yeah. So yeah, Meryl's gonna be in the kitchen. Is she there first, or does she go in, come in to find Max there? She comes in to find Max there, hundred percent. Okay. I think Max turns around because, given Meryl's skill set. I imagine that she can move around pretty quietly. Yeah. So, like, Max doesn't hear her come in, especially, like, if, like, you have to come from the corridor behind the general area. And, like, they're coming that way. So Max, like, turns round and it's just like, Jesus, Meryl, make a noise, please, if you're moving around. Sorry. Yeah, didn't, don't worry about it. Didn't know you'd be here. Uh, well, you know me. And sort of like toasts a little bit or like indicates the mug. and It smells like whatever coffee. I assume it's fuck it, it's still coffee. Oh, it's super fancy coffee. 
Oh my god. Is it okay then Max has like heated it up to make it a bit thicker and more tar like and he's just like doing the whole like almost like Turkish coffee thing with it, but like heating it up further and making it thicker and adding more sugar and stuff like that. So or whatever artificial sweetener I should say. But yeah, just like indicates uh what she's drinking. Yeah. Nothing's changed, huh? No, not some things, anyway. Yeah. Can't sleep? No. Do you want to? What? Do you want to sleep? A little bit, but not really. Okay. And sort of turns around and, like, gets some water and, like, thins out a little bit what's left of uh, the stuff she was making oh uh, like... max still knows how meryl likes her coffee too oof mm-hmm. oof but yeah and just like does that whole day she's like well if you're not if you're not interested in sleeping meryl like very very genderly takes it like like she's not sure if she wants to drink if, if she wants to like use up the like more of the coffee but she also really fucking wants some coffee <laughs> <laughs> So, um, heard that little fracas you had with our captain the other day. Hmm. Holding up okay? Or is that why you can't sleep? Yep. That's why I can't sleep. She's right. Yeah, I know. But, you know, <sighs> what does it change? Nothing. We're here in a fancy ass diplomat's transport with not enough fucking food <sighs> because we had to fucking leave. And that's just where we are now. That's where our lives are now. And yet somehow I'm here talking to you in the middle of the night drinking coffee. So it could be worse. Yeah. It's not worth losing sleep over Meryl. You can't fix it. It's broken. Just gotta... See what you can make of the pieces. That's what I always do. Speaking of, she just sort of goes to leave. Meryl just sort of watches her go. Like Meryl's just been looking at her face the whole time. And I assume Max wasn't looking back. No. No. Max is going to go back uh, to her room and continue pulling apart a piece of uh, something that she uncoupled from one of the walls. Rude. (laughs) It's not broken. Yeah. Yeah. Meta question, Jade. How much of the conversation did Max actually hear? Mostly the points that were loud. Okay. Like, it's not like 
because I also have bad memory retention. I did not take in every cognizant detail of <laughs> that conversation, but I probably heard enough to know what the conversation was about and the fact that Carrie was yelling. Oh, Carrie never stop. yells. Well, maybe the tone, yeah, Carrie. Her tone does carry, though. She's a politician. Yeah. She doesn't care. Carrie's yell. tone carries? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right so we have soul searching and carrie's tone carrying what else um and then so my real question is did max hear carrie ask meryl if she was going to run away again no i don't think uh max had that part great love that good <laughs> you're welcome either either direction you went with it is good yeah but yeah so that's max's scene now it's a group scene now it's the group scene so i think it's i'm gonna commandeer it for a moment dora mostly just because i think it's carrie calling everyone into the common room area when they arrive at port mm-hmm. because she's captain technically technically <laughs> she's like oh now i'm captain of a crew weird um fucking <laughs> wild fucking wild uh yeah she just kind of calls everyone into the the common room to sit around like the little table or to sit on the couches or whatever because of course there's couches everything's very nice and plush um how does uh, like so it's like they're like a day out from port i think at this point uh from the station when she calls mm-hmm. them in and She's standing by the doors to the flight deck and just kind of waiting for everyone to come. Yeah. I was like, do they? <laughs> or do they yeah. Or do they yeah, just they, ignore they her? they show up. <laughs> it's yeah. a very small ship. Yeah. She's going to go looking for all of you. <laughs> yeah, Get out of bed! I think that's part of why. That's part of why. <laughs> it's like, where are you going to hide from mm-hmm. her? And she says, we are almost at the station. And so I'm giving you all a choice. I'm going to stay there long enough to restock. Probably a few days at most. And then by that point, you all can decide what you want to do. You can stay and I can take you wherever you want to go. Because I have the means and it won't cost you anything. Otherwise, you can stay back on the port and I'll leave. Max like glances at Sol. I think Sol Sol looks thoughtful for for a little bit and then she says I got a place I could go. Not a not a unisol outfit. Not even really that fancy, but Well, if you thought the bastard was fancy, I'd hate to see what this place looks like. <laughs> That's not in character laughing I'm giggling. The, the stink eye goes back. On <laughs> Carrie. And yeah, you could see like the way Carrie's kind of like holding herself. It's a very different demeanor than when she was the scientist Carrie Kestrel. And you can very much yeah. tell that, oh yeah, she's definitely I don't know how we didn't know this earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how Soul phrases this because it's definitely she definitely doesn't let that that slide. <laughs> Good. She shouldn't. Bastard wasn't much, but it was 
it was something. This place ain't much, but it's something. And you should feel lucky that you get to see places like this because at least her eyebrows are up. At least these are places where people can live without having to lick a unisol boot. Also not in character. (laughs) Sol, what do you think I was doing on that station in the first place? Meryl is like smirking a little bit though. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit. Maybe if you pulled your head out of your ass for just one minute and took into consideration that not everyone is fucking licking boots over on Unisol, and maybe think that there's some people that are trying to make a difference and make a change, then your perspective of me might be a little different. But I'm not asking that of you. That might be a little too hard for you to cognizize right now, Sol. Kestrel? Yes. Shut the fuck up. She just kind of looks at you and has a very dagger-sharp smile, but it's very, like, a polite dagger-sharp smile. So you have a day to decide. All right? All right. Right. She about faces and steps back into the flight deck. And the door closes behind her. So that's sane, right? (laughs) Unless you guys want to continue your conversation. (laughs) I figure we can extrapolate it. Yeah. Meryl's going to like slouch into uh, into the corner of the couch like no one fucking talks to my sister that way fuck you i mean max's main thought is a cop's a fucking cop (laughs) so you know there are no good cops all cops are bastards all cops are bastards but yeah so it's gonna like um max doesn't have like a whole lot of places to go so the fact that soul has a place soul of all people has a place to go that she thinks is a good place to go then Max will be like, yeah, no, I'll go there too. For the sake of extrapolation. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Meryl's just I don't I don't know if Meryl I don't know how that conversation goes, actually. Does she even say anything? Is it just a matter of the when the ship is ready to go, she's yeah. still there? Yeah, I, I think, think that's probably definitely closer to it. also speaks louder than I think than anything she could say. Yeah, I think because I think the thing is, is it also is that she's afraid that if she says that she's going to go with them, they're going to tell her no. And she doesn't want them to say no. So she's just going to show up. Yeah. Or maybe she doesn't even leave the ship. She just stays on the ship. Mm-hmm. And so she's still there when they go to take off again. If you stay on the ship, Carrie's going to say, well, can you help like unpack the food when it arrives? <laughs> <laughs> she will give her something to like take her mind off of it yeah so she she'll do that mm-hmm. okay um before we move on to the next crisis uh if somebody surprised you during the crisis <laughs> strike out your old, old opinion of them and write a new one and if somebody did something that touched or moved you um add a memory i don't know how to better word Ugh, god she sucks <laughs> she's so good God, she sucks, but ugh. Because she still, like, doesn't really feel comfortable with the others yet. But she's certainly not happy about Carrie. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to... I don't know, because it's not like I want to change my opinion of Soul more along, like, add to it. So I'm just going to, like, add another one. 
but it's also just it applies to Max and Meryl also, so I don't know what to do. So I'm just gonna. You could just put it after all of the crew. Yeah, but actually, just I'll just put like, a little it... section at the end. General opinion of the crew. <laughs> yeah. So, so here's the thing that I'll do is because I know which one I want to do because I have a specific brand of <laughs> angst, hurt, comfort that I like. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna pick mine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Which is the very last one. <laughs> Someone is injured in an accident and nearly killed. Who? How? What new longings develop in the aftermath? <laughs> All questions you get to answer. Yeah. I mean, you can, like, throw it out there as well if you don't have a specific... I think they have... Well, because the thing is... <laughs> the thing is, is that my who is Meryl. My how, I don't actually know. But the who, I know. This question is definitely, like, best suited for, like, when you're going to pick it. Like, it's definitely best suited for, oh, I want to hurt my character to make things worse. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, this is, like, this is just, like, in a deep tract of space. Like, this is, like, on one of the long hops between, like, effectively space gas stations at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's literally what it is. So, it's, like, does something rupture? Uh, does because it's uh, the nature of the ship that it is, as well. Mm-hmm. It's there's certain things that aren't necessarily going to be a ne- realistically there to cause an accident. So it's not like there's like radioactive isotopes because like anything moderately serious, if you don't have like a fully stocked med bay, could nearly kill you. Right. If you yeah. don't have the immediate stuff you need and you have to, like, make do. Like, like yes. um, an anaphylactic reaction is a horrifying, upsetting thing to happen. But if you have an EpiPen, you can rectify the situation really quickly. If you don't, then you're talking about doing, like, upsetting emergency tracheotomies, which is a much scarier thing. Yeah. So. Yep. The only thing I can think of is kind of embarrassing isn't the word I'm looking for, but something like it where it's like, you know, maybe Meryl's taking stock of something or going to, to refresh some sort of supplies and like something falls from a high shelf is the only thing I can think of without like Mm. getting into, you know, some system on the ship breaking, which is a completely different crisis. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I how about this? It's something that might have been minor if Meryl had told somebody that it had happened. Yep, but that she sounds doesn't. right. That sounds like and her. so it gets worse. Yep, and that's how something arguably maybe minor nearly kills her because yep. this like happens. She gets a concussion and then doesn't. Actually, that it. is probably a good thing. Yeah, like gets a, a serious enough like bump on the head and you know, oh it's, just, it's fine but like concussions can mess you up so bad yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that's like so yeah maybe it was as simple as something fell or maybe like they hit a patch of turbulence or something and she she fell like i yeah, like that that's good yeah that works. it's not it's no human error it's nobody's fault. It's just a stupid thing that happened. And because Meryl is Meryl and doesn't feel like she can talk to anybody, 
then she let it stew, and then maybe she just like collapses in the general area. Yep. So is anyone there when she collapses, or is she alone, and then someone has to find well, her? I would think if anything, like the AI would immediately alert Carrie. Yeah. Um, and like. It had probably also popped up with a little, like, Meryl, are you okay? type of thing when, when she first got hurt. And it was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, that's really good. So the AI, like, it's been told by a human that the human is fine. Yeah. But then this happened, and then the AI can just be like, uh, well, in fact, this happened on this day. <laughs> yep. And it's just kind of like feeding Carrie this information. It's just like, oh so about that <laughs> so yeah i think i think that would that's be that's good i it. like that so um, the f- please dora so i would like to posit that soul finds meryl collapsed just because mm. of the horror mm. of you know oh god what oh, if god. my sister actually yeah. died again but for real this time soul's like they're staring at meryl like as carrie comes out of the flight deck yes yes yeah yes good. is that the first scene of this yeah i think so whose scene is it for the sake of controlling it just so we know where we are in the turn order is this carrie's scene is this soul's scene we don't have to do them in our turn order as long as everybody gets one yeah, because I don't think it can be um, my scene because I'm unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> um, Soul, if you arrive on the scene first, yeah, it I'm, would make more sense to be yours. Yeah, I'm down with that. And I think I think before Carrie even even makes it there, like she can probably hear Soul just yell "fuck." Yeah. <laughs> she does have to like. She's like unstraps hits AI like you know autopilot buttons and is just like leaping out of her chair immediately and comes running over and just like stops for a second and then immediately goes into professional mode and says like soul you need to go get the emergency kit I I've P- go please and you know soul kind of like because I, I imagine soul is like on her knees next to Meryl and she gets up and her legs are really shaky but she goes and she gets the emergency kit out of the store. You also say Carrie knows like basic first aid, of course. Um, and is just, you know, checking for a pulse and everything and opening up Meryl's eyes and just trying to be like, Meryl, can you hear me? Meryl? How long is she? How long do people usually like when that happens? I, I mean, it depends on how long you've been letting it in, stew. In theory, you yes. could be unconscious for a very short amount of time. It's just things that you're supposed to monitor mm-hmm. and tell people yeah mm-hmm. about yeah like you can't like be asleep for more than a certain amount of time yeah um yeah no 100 percent. i'm just trying to figure out if it's realistic for her to be awake again she could yeah. just be vaguely responsive but not conscious like enough to like murmur or whatever but not awake awake if you don't yeah. want to be awake awake yet for the sake of having conversation and also drama drama Mm-hmm. Like she's responsive but not awake. Yeah, that's probably closest. So she's kind of like mumbling a little bit. And Sol's just like kind of hovering there, not saying much, just looking absolutely stricken. 
Um, like if if Carrie asks her for something, she'll she'll do it, but otherwise she's like just hovering there. Yeah, uh, Carrie's just doing like rudimentary check, and you can see her like stop, and she's like consulting something on like her little. Medi- medical data pat- whatever you know sci-fi bullshit um <laughs> and like uh, mccoy has in yeah Star Trek. yeah exactly and uh you know davenport's giving her information for it also and she just says like soul help me get her up we gotta take her- we'll just take her to her room we can't leave her here on the floor should 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 we be moving her i mean she's awake oh enough okay we have to get her up Soul, she doesn't have a broken spine or injured neck or anything. So okay, okay, and Soul scoops her up, and just like, like she's nothing. She really isn't anything. <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's a tiny girl, and Soul is not. Nope, <laughs> no, Soul is the muscle. She buff is the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, just uh, I was just gonna say, Sol just takes Meryl to her room, but her hands are too full of Meryl to be able to open the door. Well, the AI's got you. Ah, that's a good point. <laughs> Sci-fi bullshit. I like the thought that she goes to try though, like to press a button, so even if the doors have like an open button, so you don't have to rely on the AI to do it. It's still yes. a good visual, like yeah. looking around, like trying to figure out how to open the door. Yeah, she's yeah. just like, and and she's probably startled by it when the door opens without her pressing the button before she's like, oh fuck, yeah, the AI. <laughs> oh yeah, right, a fancy ass shit. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, shit. Well, when she takes Meryl into into her room and just kind of like sets her down, does does Carrie come with them? Yes. Well, I think Carrie just kind of like stops in the doorway and actually, you know, is just kind of like wavering there for a moment. I think Sol Sol turns and looks up at her and is like, well, Carrie, what do I need to do now? We'll take turns watching over her. Just try to try to wake her up all the way first. And if she can maintain coherent sentences. All right, I can I can do that. This is going great, y'all. I'm yeah. so happy. <laughs> this is some bullshit. <laughs> so happy as I torment my character. So whose scene was that technically? Souls. That was Souls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think I think that's unless there's anything else that Carrie wants to say, I think that's probably seen. Yeah, no, I think like if anything, it just Carrie just like has like visibly hesitates for a moment, then nods and leaves. Oh, oh Carrie.
Hi, it's Dora, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on iTunes, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about our show using the FTLcast hashtag. No, seriously, we crave the validation and it helps us out. Your support really means a lot. Thanks again!